0: Hello and welcome to the Freedom Baptist Church podcast from Freedom Baptist Church in Minneola, Texas, where we're free from the chains of sin and death. Thank you for listening and please enjoy. they put a gun to his head and told him all he had to do was renounce Jesus. He wouldn't do it. If they walked through that door right now and arrested you for the crime of being a Christian, Will there be enough evidence to convict you? Will there be enough evidence to convict you? Folks, it's not about dying for Christ. Anybody can die for Christ. It's living living for Christ. Living for Christ. Living for Jesus. I want to call your attention to Acts. Y'all been teaching us the book of Acts? I thought I'd hit this a little bit. I'm going to go to Acts chapter 11, starting with verse 19. This is nowhere near what I had planned. I told Steve yesterday I was going to be preaching out of Psalms chapter 1. Well, there's general rule that changed about 4 o'clock this morning. We were, we've been stressed out all week beyond measure shark, snapping at one another. And God asked, are you showing yourself to be a Christian? To your wife? The answer there was no. I wasn't. Now I'll give you a little short, a, a brief run through. We have been married 17 years. In those 17 years, my lovely wife has never thrown away anything in her life. And it frustrates me to know end. I swear, she's got 900 Christmas balls. Nobody needs that many Christmas balls. Yes, they do. Anyway. Point being, I let my countenance fail. I, if they had broke in while we were moving, there wouldn't have been enough evidence of Don Smith being a Christian to the to convict me. Okay, that ain't got a whole lot to do. I just needed to bring that up. We're gonna go if I find nine, one of the nine hundred parents... See, my wife collects, not collect things. I collect glasses. I can't ever find them. But we're gonna go. Let's start in eleven, chapter, chapter eleven, verse seventeen, and let's do a little bit of history here. The church in Jerusalem was. Growing, they they were persecuted beyond belief. We've just witnessed Stephen. We've martyred. We've just witnessed the miracles of John and Peter. Tell the man, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. We've seen these miracles. But these miracles, they were in Jerusalem because the Christians in Jerusalem had gotten complacent. So when we get complacent in our own lives, God will put things in our life to stir up our nest, Which is what God's doing here. Again, verse 17. For as much as God gave them like gift as he did unto us. Talking about giving the salvation unto the Gentiles that he did to Jews, who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, what was I that I could withstand God? When he heard these, when he heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying that God hath God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. Now they were which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen traveled as far as Thinus, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to none but the Jews only. And some of them were of Cyprus and Cyrene, which, when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and the number number believed, and turned unto the Lord. Then these tidings came unto the ears of the church, which was at Jerusalem. They sent forth Barnabas that he should go to Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad. Was glad and exhorted them all with that that with the purpose of the heart they would only cleave unto the Lord. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and of faith. And much people was added to the Lord. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek for Saul. Y'all remember Saul? Saul was the one consenting to Stephen's death. And when they found him, they brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves under the church and taught the people, much people, and when the disciples then were called Christians first at Antioch. And in the days of the prophets from Jerusalem came unto Antioch, there stood one of them named Agabus, signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief to the brethren which dwelt in Judea, which also they did, and sent it by sent to the elders by the hands of Barnabas and Saul. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we ask this greeting. We ask the blessing for the reading of the word. Father, I pray that you would lift the eye, lift our eyes and take the veil off that we may be seen, the Holy Spirit, that we may see the wondrous things in thy law. that we may give God glory. Father, I pray that this message touch hearts. Father, I pray that it renew the strength and the vision in some. Father, I pray that we be worthy to bear that blessed name, Christian. In Jesus' mighty name, I ask you. Amen. What do we take out of it? I asked you when we started, if they came in and arrested us, would there be enough evidence to convict us of being a Christian? I'll give you a little backstory. The Jews, the Judaizers, they got complacent in Jerusalem. You remember the Great Commission? Go. Go ye into all the world. Preach. Teach. Make disciples. That was our Lord Jesus. But they got complacent in Jerusalem. They were growing beyond number, but they were Judaizers. They believed in the circumcision of the flesh. So God raised up tribulation and trial. And it said that they were scattered. Now, when we think scattered, we think, well, they might have gone quickly. No. Antioch was about 300 miles Jerusalem. That's more than just a little little trip. But all along the way, they were preaching and teaching Jesus. They They were glad to meet Jesus. In Acts 8, we're talking about the persecution of the apostles. Let's look at this. Is there a cause? Is there a cause for you to be called a Christian? The world looks around and sees what the the liberal media or what the new progressive Christianity calls Christians to where we're allowed to do everything. We're allowed to be anything we want, commit any sin we want, fornication, alcoholism, whatever you whatever you can name, it's, it's okay. God's already forgiven. My Bible tells me, number one, that God is arguing with the wicked every day. My Bible tells me that if I regard iniquity in my heart. He will not hear me. We hang on to these sins, the sins which does so easily beset us. But these people, you remember me telling you the story how they were first called Christians in Antioch and it was not a good thing If you were to be called a Christian, it it often meant that you were put to death, that you were castigated, that your family turned against you, that nobody would have anything anything to do with you. But these people, they were not only Christian in word, they were Christian in deed. We've got got the t-shirts. Jesus is my homeboy. We've, we've got the pins. We've got the stickers on our cars telling the world that we're supposedly Christian. But we go out and we live like the devil. These things are not be so. But we're talking about these Christians, these people that were called Christians. We're going to have three main topics here. always three. Number one is the cause. What is the cause? Number one, they couldn't do anything else but. The word, the word speaking, it means volumes more than oratory. They not only spoke in word, they spoke in deed. When the people saw them, they saw something different. They saw Jesus. If we were put on trial, would people see Jesus in us? The average, what we call Christians, could I say that? These people, they trekked 300 miles and the people called them Christians. Not them. Not, not They didn't call themselves Christians. Normally they call themselves people of the way. But think, of, the people, the lost, call them Christians. You've got to understand, these people are in a pagan world. These people on the outside world, they were offering their children, they, they were in all manner of, of, of sin. But these people were different. They were separate. They separated themselves unto God. We've got a society that can't make the distinction whether or not homosexuality is bad. They want, now they, they want to quit calling pedophilia a sin. Now it's a choice. They want to quit calling pedophilia they want to put minor attractive People, we've got no go further to look at what happened in Wise County. The end result, but these people could do nothing but preach. Now, again, that word "preach" does not mean oratory like I'm up here preaching now. They preached in word and deed. They walked the walk. They talked. They were Christians in word and deed. There was a cause. What is the cause? Salvation of souls. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has got two main obligations. Number one, the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. The number two is when Jesus told the disciples that they may know the, the church has two main tasks salvation of souls and discipleship. How many of our churches today we get them saved? We, 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 they repeat this prayer. They get them in the water, and when they get them out, they throw them away. There is no discipleship, there is no learning, there is no teaching. And that's what these people were doing. They were showing Christianity in word and deed. They were walking the walk and talking the talk. If we leave the entire community of Mineola, Texas, to a lower profession of faith, and don't disciple them, we're not fulfilling the Great Commission. What's the Great Commission? Go ye therefore into all nations. Making disciples. That's what they were doing. They were making disciples. They were teaching them how to be Christian, how to walk the walk and talk the talk. To put the things behind us, the former things behind us. Paul tells us in the book of Romans that we are dead to trespasses and sin. The former things are gone, but we keep picking them back up. We've got a nation that's headed straight along into Armageddon, and straight along into the pits of hell. Who's to blame? Right here. The pulpit, The preaching of the word. Oh, by the way, remember what I told you about me not showing Jesus to my wife? God's going to hold me accountable. And your friends, your lost friends, your lost family, if you're not praying for them, if the lost world can't see any difference between you and them, God's going to hold you accountable. I don't care if you've got a string of doctorates three foot long behind your name. I don't care if you've got an IQ of 175. I don't care. If the world doesn't see anything, any difference between you and the lost, why would they want you? The word says come out from among them and be ye separate. You see, these people at the church of Antioch, they could do nothing less than proclaim Jesus in everything they did. But we as a church, we hold on to every little, how do I want to say this, diplomatically? Anything we can to build numbers, Miss Pat? Do you realize that if I'll tongue down my preaching against sin, that we can build this church? Heck, I can have a book deal. But people will die to hell, and if people die and go to hell. Let them go over our bodies. Hell is a real place. Not made for man. See, just God wouldn't send people to hell. God doesn't send you to hell. You choose to go. Jesus has done everything he can do. Now, the second thing is, the soul winner, the abundance, they were scattered. God puts you things in your life. God brings things in your life for you to go out and for you to tell. God puts people in your life for you to minister to. You see, I can't minister to people that have the need that you do, Mr. Lane. God's given you these hard things in your life, these overcoming things, so that you can minister to that person. What what does Don know about? Don knows about sin and degradation. Don can talk to you about that. The people that need it the most are the ones that are getting it the least. These people The Christians at Antioch. The Christians at Antioch. They were first called Christians because, number one, they were worthy to be called Christians in word and deed. Are we worthy? Can we ever be worthy enough to be called that blessed title, Christ one? When the outside world looks at you, when your kids, when your grandkids look at you, your great and our, our great grandchildren that are coming up, when they look at Papa Don, and they look at Jesus, all I want them to say is, he loves Jesus. But you know what? If they'd have been at the house, they wouldn't have saw God loving Jesus. You see how deadly this is? How deadly our countenance is. How deadly our walk with God is. The people were first called Christians. They were called Christians. They were preaching in word and deed. Everything they did exuded Christ. They stood out from the pagan world. The Roman world. The, the, the Byzantine kingdom. They stood out from among this to where people would say, man, there's something wrong with him. How long has it been since somebody looked at you? And I looked, I, I, don't get me wrong, I'm preaching to myself right here. How long has it been since somebody looked at Don Smith and said, man, there's something different about you? I've got buddies that are still in the drug life. They know, they call, they know I'll pray. They know that my Jesus is real. We've got people that are hurting all around us. We see miracle after miracle after miracle work in this church. I, I, I've never seen as many miracles in such short time, but I, again, I've never seen the devil work harder. The devil's come against everybody in this church. Things that we never thought that we would see. Do you think they didn't have that? Now, we get to the worthy. Second thing is, they had the spirit of the Christ. Alright, in verses 21... 1121. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Then the tidings of these came unto the ears of the church in, which is in Jerusalem. Now hold up, brother. Hold up, brother. We are Baptists. We are bad for a reason. We know why we are Baptists. But I promise you, I promise you, when the Lord starts moving here, when people's lives start being changed, when 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 people's lives start being changed, when we start seeing the overflow of the truth of the Spirit, and like I say, with Satan worship in his heart, it's fixing to come. It's fixing to come in a big way. I'm not the prophet or the son of a prophet, but I'm telling you, God is doing a mighty work here. How you just... Look at the people and you've seen them grow in the spirit. But the devil coming. Now, I have no idea where that came or where that was going. But what we're talking about right now is the spirit of Christ. We're talking about we're talking about when God starts moving, just like He did, just like at the Church of Antioch. Jerusalem heard about it. The Southern Baptist Conference heard about it. The Independent Independent Baptist. Heard about it. The BMA, the Baptist messing around, heard about it. This they wanted to send people to know what was going on. They wanted to calm us down. But my Jesus be all down. My Jesus is victory. My Jesus walks this earth 33 and a half years he lived, died, rose again. There is no other name given among men whereby ye must be saved. He is Lord. If he's not Lord of all, he's not art at all. And the, the, the first Baptist church here in town, the second Baptist church here in town, and the twentieth Baptist church here in town can go hang themselves. It's Jesus working in this church to do His will for this church. Jerusalem sent the apostles. Jerusalem sent because they had heard such a great word. They heard about the Gentiles being saved and they just didn't know about that. So they sent Barnabas. They thought Barnabas was going to go down there and calm them down. But when Barnabas died He saw the Holy Spirit working in his church. And he gave them the right hand of fellowship. You see, when God's working, he'll even make your enemies be at peace with you. Those that are fighting against you so hard, God will make them be at peace. And the Jews, they didn't want to give it up. They were telling them, oh no, you've got to be sacred, you've got to be circumcised. We're the circumcision in the heart what Paul said. Let's go on down to the Spirit of Christ. Now, we, uh, do things a little different here. God help us, we're going to keep it up here. When I was young, in my uh, Christianity, I went to a place, I started, I got saved in a place called Calvin Baptist Church in Calvin And uh, Brother Ray Johnson. Fantastic man of God. And we were just stupid enough, Miss Peggy, to believe that God would answer prayer. We started seeing people come in. We started seeing people come in. Back in them days, they were called hippies. Long hair. They wasn't wouldn't, they wouldn't quite what everybody thought they should be. They had long hair. They had beards. When they preach, Brother Ray be preaching. Some one of them said, the, right on, Brother, preach on. He didn't know he was supposed to say it And then the deacons of the church got mad. Oh, Lord, what are we going to do? We can't have this. And this, this was before television. This was before anything was put on the air, they were just scared because the little old ladies in the church might get shook up this name. We can't have this. We gotta send this to a committee. We got into the committee. We got into church business meeting. Got into the com <laughs> Uh different friend uh, Marie Poole. We started the bus ministry, where we were seeing kids saved, we were seeing lives change, we were seeing families change, people coming to Jesus. I'm talking about whole families. Because if you get the kids, you get the parents. We got there, got it into the committee, Miss, they said something Marie said. Why don't we just believe Jesus? And if I'm lying, I'm dying, the deacon looked up and said, oh, Lord, has it come to that? Why don't we just believe Jesus? Has it come to that? We were on fire for God. deacon looked up and said, it'll wear it off. God help us if our Christianity wears off. God help us. God, help us be like the first century Christians. The the ones in Antioch. The ones where everybody could see that they were Christians. My hard-headed family. Most of them turned their back on me. Because they knew where I came from. They knew what I am in. And Jesus couldn't save someone like me. But he did. We started the bus ministry. God met all our needs. We put everybody quiet. And then Barnabas did something that simple. Barnabas went and got Saul. Y'all remember Saul? The one that was consenting, the one that put all the Christians to death. It, it, Barnabas, they went and got Saul and brought him to Antioch. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Miss Pat? The Christians knowing, the people knowing that he had put all these Christians to death. What was he he going to do now? They didn't know that he got saved. They didn't know that he was walking with God. And the word says that they were there two years preaching and teaching on how to live. Now let's let's say that God will meet your name. In Acts chapter 4, Let's get to the last part of this. And in the days, in these days came the prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. And there stood up one of them, Agabus, signified by the Spirit that there should be a great dearth throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then the disciples, every man according to, to his ability, determined to send relief unto the brethren. Did you hear that? Being a Christian word indeed. You know what that means? That I means looking around you and finding someone that you can help. Finding someone out there that you can help. Finding someone that needs. I've told everybody about the miracle that the at our seat yesterday about helping people, helping people eat. It's a miracle. It's nothing, nothing about that. But you know what? We've got needs right here. We've got people that have needs right here. We've got family members that have needs right here. We've got family members that, that have nowhere to go. And number one, aren't you proud to say anything? But the disciples, they took up offerings. You see, they weren't Christians in word. They were Christians indeed. The word says that we are to bear one another's burden. Jesus said, if you give one of these a cup of water in my name, what we're turning for? Here's what you do. Talking this hundred time. When God lays it on your heart to bless somebody, don't take no for an answer. Because if you do, you know God. God is trying to give you a blessing. What's our motto here? If you need a blessing, be a blessing. If you need a blessing, be a blessing. Somebody say, Brother Steve, Miss Sharon, Miss Renee, if God lays it on my heart to bless y'all and you say no, you're taking the blessing away from me. You're stealing from me because God told me to do that. Do you hear what I'm saying? These people were not Christians in word. They were Christians in word and deed. And if we're going to be Christians, if we're going to be the first Christian church, if we're going to be the church of Antioch, we've got to number one, be separate from the world. We can't look like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world, act like the world, go where the world goes, listen to the music that the world listens to, watch what the world listens, watches on TV. Come out from among them and be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. That's the first part in walking like a Christian. Because the the devil's world out here, the ones outside, he just walked, he just waited. He just waited and looked down and see Don. Don acting like he did dinner the other night, other morning with his wife. I knew you wasn't a Christian. <laughs> I knew you wasn't a Christian. It didn't take you nothing. It didn't take you nothing at all for you to let your countenance fall. God help if somebody else had been there to watch me. You see, it's not just in words. Anybody can call themselves a Christian. Anybody can put on the T-shirt that says "Jesus is my homeboy." But if you walk in like the world, if your mouth—I won't keep on it if your mouth is testifying of Jesus and cursing. You might want to read the book of James. Sweet water and bitter water can't come from the same spring. Works like this. You either are or you ain't. You're either helping the cause of Christ or you're hindering the cause of Christ. Some of us have got friends that have no idea that we're Christian. And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about your average church. And we're far from anything but average here. Anything but average here. We walk the walk and talk the talk. But you've got people that are looking at these big churches that's got these big numbers, that's got this big youth group, that's got these fantastic big youth ministries, these youth pastors. This guy, 40, 50, 200, and they act like the devil. That's not what the world needs to see. At what cost are you willing to build a church? The first century Christians did it in word and deed. Now, suffering for Christ's sake, 1 Peter 4 says, If any man suffer, let him suffer for Christ. Jesus said, If the world hates me, it's going to hate you. If your grandkids hate Jesus, they're going to hate you. We can't be their best buddies. As much as I love my grandkids, I've got to rebuke them when they're wrong. As much as I love my kids, I've got to tell them when they're doing wrong. Because if I don't, God's going to hold me accountable. See, there are two deadly places in the church. Number one, right here. Because God holds me accountable for every word that I say. The second one is you. You. Because God's word will hold you accountable for everything that you hear and what you do with it. I can't be held accountable for what you do with it. Truth is truth, no matter who tells you. Like I said, this isn't a real happy message. But we have family members. We've got community that are dying and going to hell because we're playing church. The first century Christians were called Christians. When people talk about Freedom Baptist Church, do they say they're Christian? They're Christian in name only or... They walk, the walk, they talk, and talk. You see, the world doesn't need a new demonstration, a, a new, doesn't need to tell you what it is. They need a new demonstration of Christianity. We need to be Christian in word and deed. That goes with our family, and that goes with everybody outside. Because if not, we will have blood on our hands. If we allow any thing, any thing to come between us and this word right here, it is an idol. Anything. We don't want to hear that. How easy is it to walk in and turn the television on? You know the quickest way to go to sleep and that's start praying. Start praying to read your Bible. We'll sit up all night long on the phone, playing games, Looking at Facebook, looking at Instagram. We'll, spend, we'll do that all night long, but we won't spend five minutes in the Word of God. And God will hold you accountable. Anything you put before God is an idol. Anything. Now, Don't worry. Don't worry. When you start walking and walking, talking and talking, this world's gonna hate you. They're gonna laugh at you. They're gonna scorn you. They're gonna put you to scorn. Think nothing done. Jesus said, if the world hates you, it hated me before it hated you. Be of good cheer. In the world, you shall have tribulation but be able to get you. For I have overcome the world. You're gonna have problems. That's how the world knows whether you're a Christian or not. That's how the world knows you're a Christian or not. If you know, we, we've got these preachers that you live your best life now. God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. God wants you to be rich. Really? Tell that to the people in Hebrews. Last 13 verses of the book of Hebrews. They lived in caves. They were solemn asunder for the cause of Christ. Look at Paul. There's one out there. That if, you, if, if you are sick, you're not right with God. Really? Tell that to Paul. Don't be surprised if the world hates you because it hated Jesus before it hated you. Don't be surprised that your kids hate you because it hated Jesus before it hated you. Don't be surprised if the world comes against you and brings all that, that, that it can. Ms. Peggy? Pat, but Steve, can come call We're just gonna have just a few minutes. Like I said, this message.